0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM
2: Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's podcast, myself and the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts and I break down SummerSlam in Detroit, we give our predictions and one of the marquee matchups, Logan Paul and our guest Ricochet, right now on the Busted Open podcast. SummerSlam has become a lot like WrestleMania. There's events going on around SummerSlam meet and greets. There's WrestleCon this weekend. GCW had a show this weekend. It's close now. I looked uh, this morning and we're going to have 50,000 fans in attendance for SummerSlam tonight at Ford Field. That's how big SummerSlam has become. And that's how big the WWE and professional wrestling has become where this isn't just WrestleMania anymore. Now there's multiple shows where you're going to need a stadium to pack in an audience. And rightfully so. Because Sam, this is one hell of a card we're going to see tonight.
2: Yeah, this is, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but you look at this show and it's kind of, you know, we say tongue in cheek at this point, almost, that there are four main events. Yeah, have so never heard event. of anything having four main <laughs> events. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at it and you go, okay, what's not a main event? And you're like, yeah, I guess there are four main events. Plus- Every match on the show is at least like, – people are having trouble figuring out, okay, which of the four matches are the four main events? Yes. Because you can make an argument, what are there, seven matches? They're pretty much all main events. Yes.
1: You have seven matches, and again, Ronda and Shayna. That, that, listen, if you would have told me you were going to see Ronda and Shayna a year ago, I would have said that's a main event caliber match, especially with Ronda involved. Kunther, who we had the pleasure of talking to yesterday on the show, going up against Drew McIntyre, it wasn't that long ago, Drew McIntyre, you know, wins the Royal Rumble is, is the champion. And, you know, you know, again, that's a WrestleMania. It's kind of forgotten because it was during the lockdown in front of no fans, but that's Drew McIntyre. Yeah. You know, Ricochet and Logan Paul, Logan Paul, again, that mainstream superstar that comes in from time to time.
2: And how about this? This is, and to me, this is the stuff that's really cool. Number one, And I'm glad you're going through these matches because part of the fun conversations that are happening around this event is people asking what match you're looking forward to. Everyone's got a different answer. And that's when you know you've got a loaded card. But you just brought up uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet. And Logan Paul has already said it on his social that Jake Paul and Nate Diaz is also this evening. Logan Paul is wrestling Ricochet tonight. Then he's jumping on a private jet. He's going to Dallas or wherever that silly boxing fight is. Yeah. And he's going to be there. He can sell out an arena. Of course. I mean, we're talking stadiums. We do stadiums. we to sell tickets for that thing. But whoever's not tuned into SummerSlam that's tuned in uh, to watch, you know, the gimmick boxing is going to see Logan Paul there. And you know. Yes. The commentators are going to say Logan Paul, who just hours ago. Was it WWE SummerSlam, the biggest show there is?
1: That's why I think that that match, if I had to predict, would probably be the opening match tonight at SummerSlam. And it's a hot match to start. And we sat down with Ricochet yesterday. We're going to play that interview on this morning's show. And Bully and I talked a lot about Ricochet where, listen, great athlete, great wrestler. I mean, he could do things that a lot of WWE performers and pro wrestlers can't do. But the one thing I want to see from him is that anger, that angst. And we brought that up in the interview, and he had a very interesting answer to that. So you're definitely going to want to hear that Ricochet interview later on in this afternoon show. Seth and Finn Balor. We spoke to Finn. We're going to play the Finn Balor interview later on Great in today's it. show. I mean... Some of his answers, Finn's answers, incredible. The story, the WrestleMania story mm. from the Hell in a Cell. You definitely want to gonna tune in for that one. Cody and Brock, come on. And again, people call me a Cody shill. People call me the Cody Uber fan. I wear it on my sleeve. I love Cody. Rose. I mean,
2: I literally saw you buy a Nightmare Family jacket. Yes, that's your sleeve. You, I. It says Nightmare yes. Family right on the sleeve.
1: I spent over two hundred dollars at the. Superstore for SummerSlam just on Cody merchandise.
2: You know him. Yes. I mean, you could just ask him Probably. for a little discount. But scheme. you know what? That's,
1: cool. That's <laughs> called support. Yeah, you're That's right. That's called support. You're right. Um, Oscar Flair and Bianca Belair, that triple threat match.
2: I got a lot to say about that. A lot of directions that could go in, and I'm glad we got a whole show to unpack it because, yeah, there's a, I, I've, I've been thinking a lot about that match and all the different Cause that's going to, that match and the outcome yes is going to shape the SmackDown women's division. And I think that it does need to be shaken up. And I think there's a lot of different ways it could go.
1: And then Roman and Jay, oh. which, which, you know, they could say there's four or five main events. That's your main event tonight at SummerSlam. That's for the ultimate prize in the WWE. And can Jay Uso become the head of the table tonight at SummerSlam? And again, Sam, it doesn't even need to happen, but it's something you're going to need to watch. If you think there's no way that Jay Uso is beating Roman Reigns tonight, it doesn't matter. Doesn't. because this. Where does the story go, right? If that happens, what's going to happen at the end of that match? What's going to happen immediately after that match tonight?
2: Here's what. So there's a few things that are great about that. Uh, and I was watching on SmackDown last night the real, the real build to this. Number one, the Solo Sokoa of it all and the complications of, of, of solo's input, but also, yeah, this is a universal championship match, but that's not the focus. No, the focus is on being the tribal chief. The focus is on the fact that this is tribal combat and you're right. Like maybe, maybe a lot of people just assume Roman's going to win, but that has no bearing on the interest in this match because number one, what happens if Jay Uso wins, like you just said? Mm-hmm. And that could happen, you know, throughout this bloodline story, just when you think you've got it pegged, they go in a different direction and it's an incredible narrative direction. But also, number two, whether you think it's going to happen or not, if Jay loses, what happens? Jay just challenged the tribal yep. chief. If Jay loses, To Roman Reigns, after all this, after three years of of mental abuse, after three years of of being indoctrinated by this this narcissist, of of being put down into into this place of weird, low self-esteem where you just follow orders even though you're capable of more, but you're too afraid to break out of your shell. When you finally break out of your shell, and then you find out you can't be the tribal chief? That every What if everything Roman's been saying about Jey Uso is true? Yep. What next then?
1: And again, like you said, this isn't a match. This is tribal combat. Tribal combat. And this came down from who? The elders. The elders. So what are the elders going to say if Jey Uso fails in this quest tonight at Somerset? What are the ramifications going to be? For Jay Uso, if he fails in this quest tonight at SummerSlam. To me, that's much more important, like you said, than that WWE Universal Championship.
2: Yeah, there, there's consequences. Yes. Either way, this match has consequences. This is not just one person is the champion after this. Every everything's on the line. As far as these characters go, everything has been put on the line. Every Jay has said, you're wrong about me, Roman. You're wrong. You've been wrong for three years. You said, I'll never be the tribal chief. I'm telling you I can be. And there's only there's no way you can get out of this without either saying, yes, Jay can be the tribal chief or no, he cannot. And what does the world for the bloodline look like once that question has been answered either way?
1: And Sam, there's a lot of people and there's a lot of people that have called in to bust it open that feel that this story doesn't have anything to do with Cody. This story doesn't even really have to concern itself about Roman. It's about Jay Uso. There's a lot of people who believe that that this is really centered around Jay Uso. If Jay wins this match tonight, then yes, this whole thing was a buildup for this moment of Jay Uso being the head of the table.
2: This to me is one, and I keep saying, this is the beauty of the bloodline. That's the beauty of the bloodline. We say that every month. Right, right. right? No, but, but one of the things that I love about the bloodline story is that people get tricked into thinking it's not what it is. Because in November of last year, you said, oh, this is Sami Zayn's story. This is the story of Sami Zayn finding himself. And then in January and February, leading to the Elimination Chamber, Oh, this is Sammy's story. And this story is about Sammy and Jay, right? That's, yes. that's what you said. No, it's Roman's Roman story. It's about Roman. Oh, we're going to finish the story, though, at WrestleMania. It's Cody's story. Yep. We're going to finish the story because it's Cody's story. It's not Roman's story. Oh, okay, fine. Now, okay. But this, this is Jay's story. This is the story. No, it's Roman's story. It's always been Roman story. They always trick you into thinking it's someone else's story. That's how you can wrap your mind around the fact that something insane might happen. But it's always been and always will be until the last page of the book Roman story. Unless Jey Uso
1: Uso (laughs) is about Jey Uso. And to quote Vince McMahon from Beyond the Mat, we make movies.
2: You said that with a bottle. (laughs) We make movies. You know, we do, pal make movies. (laughs) And this
1: is like a movie where there's all these different plot lines and these all these different layers to the story, and you think it's going to end this way, and then they make a complete left turn.
2: What's the buzzword? What's the buzzword? Cinema. Yep. That's the word. Every Bloodline segment. Cinema. Cinema. It's what we get. This is what we get at SummerSlam. We're going to get this main event that violence has been promised. You heard it on SmackDown last night whether it's kendo sticks, whether it's the head of the table going through a table, whether whatever, we're getting this insane, no-holds-barred tribal combat. But ultimately, cinema. Yeah, and
1: it doesn't matter if you have a World Heavyweight Championship. It doesn't matter what you think about the other titles that are a part of the WWE. As long as Roman holds this WWE Universal Championship, as long as there's this bloodline story, Sam, yeah, this is always going to be the way that every premium live event ends. It's going to end with this because this is why so many people are tuning into the WWE. Listen, I'm the biggest Cody fan, but what's the real main attraction right now? It's the bloodline. Now I'm waiting for Cody to get back into it. Or does he?
2: Dude, the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. As a fan for as long as we've been a fan for it's one of the funnest nights of the year yes it's always about the royal rumble in 92 it was flair winning even before there was any stakes to it there was no main event of wrestlemania there was no title on the line but it was still about hogan winning the royal rumble and having that moment going forward it's always like ray mysterio wins the royal rumble that's the headline and then we get to 2023 cody's returning he's going to wrestlemania yeah, that's interesting, but there's a Bloodline match. That'll be the headline of the Royal Rumble. Think about it. It's true. Yeah. And 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 coming off of that show, the thing wasn't I can't believe they headlined with Roman. I can't why would they not headline with It was Oh my god, did you see that Bloodline segment? It's memorable, it's masterful,
1: and after WrestleMania 39, Bully, Mark, Tommy, they all said, No, Cody's not going to win. His moment will come next year because he's going to be bigger and he's going to be hotter. And think about what that moment will be like if at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, Cody beats Roman and finishes the story. Sounds good on paper, but to the WWE, Roman is making history and he's adding days to this historic reign. If he can get past WrestleMania 40, Sam, then he could pass Hogan. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Think about, I mean, how much would the WWE love when he keeps passing one more legend, one more legend from another decade, one more legend from another decade, one more legend from the past. Roman is doing that right now. And again, this is where we hear in this era, boy, they, you know, hot potato this championship all the time. Nobody has long reigns anymore until Roman reigns and he's making history right now.
2: Well, I mean, when was the last time there was an era that you could argue the people in the current era are as good, if not better, than the ones that came before them? That's a real problem that the WWE had at one point. That it was for a
1: long time they had that problem. Yeah,
2: it was like, oh yeah, that guy's cool, but man, I remember the Rock and Stone Cold. Oh, that guy's cool, but I grew up with Bruno. I remember Bruno. Oh, that guy's cool, but Hogan. I mean, Hogan was my guy. Now. And it's not just Roman, right? I mean, they've done such, like, Cody being a pure babyface that everyone loves. Cody, title or not, gets in that conversation of, like, I don't remember the last time there was a Cody. Roman breaking these records as champion. But we talked to him yesterday. Gunther. Just holding that Intercontinental, intercontinental title. He's That's go- He's me that doing list the same of- thing for that title. Give me the list of greatest Intercontinental champions of all he's time. He's passing them. Boom. He's passing them. And here's the other
1: thing, too, about Roman. Think about the names. Like, you know, he's passing, you know, Pedro Mor- Morales. And then yeah. there's Bob Backlund. And there's Hogan. And there's Bruno Martino. What do all those wrestlers have in common? They were babyfaces. Roman is nothing like Backlund, no. Morales, Sam Martino, and Hogan. You know, he is not this guy that's gonna bo- I I play by the rules and I take my vitamins and I say my prayers. That's not Roman Reigns.
2: Well, well, Vince, I I just hope I, I get out there and I, I do my best. Yes. That was Bob
1: Back. Yeah, yep. and that was four years of it. Yeah. <laughs> and Roman Reigns, no, he's not go- he's he's not even going by the rule book of the WWE because there's another book he goes by. And that's the, you know, again, that's why this is a tribal combat match that we're gonna see tonight at SummerSlam. It's it's not about the WWE or the championship or the fans, because that's what it's always been about. This is about family. Mm-hmm. This is about honor, not when it comes to championship gold, but being the head of that
2: table. And it's real. Like I, I I hope that they don't go too far with the tribal combat thing because I think that what's made the bloodline so special is that everything has been real, like the the psychological damage that Roman has done to his family members is real. We've all dealt with narcissists in our life, right? Whether it's like toxic people in our family or people that we've worked with or whatever it is where we know we're in a bad spot. It could be a relationship you were in, a girl that was treating you bad. You know that you feel terrible about yourself you know that you shouldn't be where you're at, but you're never going to get a girl that hot. So you convince yourself this, we can all relate to this story. The family part, it's not a made up thing. It's real. The Anawaii family is a real yes. legacy. I think, I think that, that as long as tribal combat stays in that spot of like, no, this is all reality based and we can relate to all of it. It's, it's going to be one of the, just another incredible moment in, One of, if not the greatest storylines that the WWE has ever produced.
1: I I can't think of a better one. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one... Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, from Family Farms and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
3: If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is,
0: I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak
3: then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. We started talking about
1: Ricochet and Logan Paul. We both, Logan Paul? Logan Paul. Okay. For the Intercontinental Championship, Mm. Gunther, Drew McIntyre. Now, Gunther is headed towards history here when it comes to this Intercontinental Championship and the length of his reign. But you look at Drew McIntyre, he was the champ during the worst possible era of pro wrestling with no fans in attendance. He had an amazing moment winning the Royal Rumble, but beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in front of no fans. Can he kind of get back to where he needs to be? Who are you getting for this match?
2: I don't think this is the match to do that. I think that Drew McIntyre beating Gunther would upset people. I think that as much as Gunther gets booed, as much as he's a villain, people love Gunther as Intercontinental Champion. I don't think there's a strong desire to see Drew McIntyre beat Gunther. I also think that in order for Drew McIntyre to get back to the spot that he was in at the beginning of 2020, he can't just keep doing the same thing. I think that Gunther wins. And I think that this should be the beginning of Drew McIntyre, uh, maybe going over to the more villainous side of things. Uh, I'm not saying that he turns at SummerSlam proper, but I think that after a loss to Gunther, maybe some bitterness mm-hmm. starts in Drew McIntyre, and we see more of the Drew McIntyre that we saw when he first got to the main roster after NXT. Does that make not when he first first, but that yes. when he was the Scottish psychopath. Not going back to Scottish psychopath, but just being being that badass villain. I think that that will. I think he needs to freshen up to resonate.
1: Our very own Bully Ray has said this. He needs more base. He's almost like too nice. Right. And what you're saying, I think, would be perfect. I'm with you. I think Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship tonight at SummerSlam. So we both agree on Logan Paul and we both agree on Gunther. All right. Somebody we spoke to uh, yesterday, Shayna Baszler. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, who comes out with the victory tonight.
2: This is going to be a fight. This is going to be a fight. I think there are... I I personally think that because you look Ronda Rousey, I think, uh, and we and we got a little uh, a little bit of information on this from Shayna Baszler describing Ronda's process and how deeply she goes into everything that she does. I think that Ronda understands professional wrestling more than many give her credit for. Uh, I think that Ronda, I would imagine, wants this match. I think that Ronda will want to. What over Shayna Baszler? I think Shayna Baszler will win this match.
1: And just as a note, because a lot of speculation about Ronda Rousey's future, Shayna Baszler told us that people think she's checking out. She's actually more focused than she's ever been. That's right. And uh, I think that's a key here. And again, I agree with you. I think Shayna Baszler comes out victorious because I think Ronda Rousey's almost Teflon at this point. I mean, she's gone to the, the main event of WrestleMania. I think Shayna Baszler needs this win. I know a lot of people think that wins and losses don't matter. I think they do matter, especially on a show like tonight. I think Shayna needs this victory against Ronda.
2: And I think th- everything that to me, when wrestling is done right, everything that happens is about what's next. That's what how you explain Cody losing at WrestleMania. Yes. It's not about what's tonight. It's about what's next. And I think that here the women's division we'll talk about it in a minute i'm sure with the triple threat match the women's division is a is a highly trafficked place and i don't think that ronda has a spot right now in that title picture so she doesn't have a spot in the title picture what's next what's next is elevating shana baszler i think
1: i agree with you all right let's get into that triple threat match that you just mentioned
2: oscar charlotte flair bianca belair this is a, a really, really important match, I think. This is uh, I think a match where the way the women's division is panned out, right? You have Becky and Trish who are 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 getting garnering attention. You have Rhea Ripley, who's one of the biggest stars in the company. You have you have you have more female superstars. And I say that in the biggest possible way than maybe WWE has ever had. And I think these three women who have been the top of the division for so long need to reestablish their dominant spot. I think in order to do that again, things need to change. I think all three of these women need to come out of the match different to refresh the women's division. For me, I would like to see Bianca Belair winning the title in a cheap sneaky way i'd like to see her get the uh, uh uh get the victory away from charlotte and maybe pin Asuka in a very very sneaky way that will leave charlotte disappointed like we had the opportunity to have this amazing match and that's how you're going to end it and Asuka feeling cheated for the title this way Asuka feels cheated and i think charlotte starts to become more of a sympathetic figure because she wants to put on great matches without winning in cheap ways.
1: And it's a new Bianca Belair. And I I see what you're saying. And I think those things are going to happen. But in the process, because it's really been this story isn't about Oscar. Mm -mm. She seems like she's outside the bubble. It's really been about Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. And I think that is going to cause confusion. I think that is going to cause a distraction. I think Oscar retains the championship tonight at SummerSlam. But I do agree with you that I think Bianca Belair is going to change and have a change and attitude. I think Charlotte Flair is going to come out a little sympathetic because that's one thing that we've never really felt about charlotte flair and we need to but i think oscar retains. same story just a completely different outcome all right let's get cody and brock cody and brock is a big one
2: this is cody it i and mean brock. and 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 i said uh going into wrestlemania i said coming out of wrestlemania that if cody just goes and beats everybody and then wins the title that he will have to be a heel inside of three months that that's how you get a guy booed you yeah. don't like losing doesn't get a guy booed Winning gets the guy booed. Cody just being handed everything gets him booed. I I don't know if you know, comedian, Robert Kelly, he does our show on Jim and Sam all the time. He called me right before I left town and he said, Sam, can you explain this to me? Why do they keep beating up Cody Rhodes? He was upset. He's a grown man. Why do they keep beating up Cody Rhodes? That's why every arena you go to across the country, Cody's getting cheered. The support for Cody is growing and growing. This documentary is doing the same thing. Cody caught the beatdown on Raw. Cody snuck one by Brock at Black Backlash. He lost at Night of Champions. I think SummerSlam, Cody gets an earned definitive victory over Brock. Lesnar. I'm
1: with you on this one. I think Cody gets the victory. All right, really quick for the world heavyweight championship, Seth Rollins, your champion against Finn Balor.
2: I like your scenario to tell you the truth. I like Finn Balor winning. Okay. I, I, we set it up at the beginning of the show, go back and find it on the app. But I think uh, I really like what you set up there.
1: We're agreeing a lot. And uh, you know, which is pretty, but this is the beauty of it, but some major matches we disagree on. All right. Your main event tonight, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, who's going to come out to victory? Maybe even more importantly, what do you think is going to happen after this match takes place tonight at SummerSlam?
2: Uh, would that's, I mean, it's so hard. I think Roman Reigns, I think, beats Jey Uso, and there's no question about who the tribal chief is. This is what Roman does. I think Roman has taken uh, 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 two losses, one where he was pinned in tag team matches. The last two pay-per-views, we've seen Roman defeated. This is not the end of the bloodline. This is a dip. I think that that what we're we're moving into the next phase of the bloodline where Roman has been on the brink of losing everything, the brink of defeat. And still, that's the challenge that Roman has being on the brink of defeat. He comes out of that even stronger. And now you look at a Roman Reigns that is completely unstoppable. He's taken on the best the WWE has to offer and he's taken on the possible destruction of the bloodline and he still comes out even stronger i think uh uh, roman is getting ready to start an even greater reign of terror and the only person that's going to complicate it moving forward is solo Sokoa.
1: yep and and then does it eventually get to cody rhodes in philadelphia for wrestlemania 40.
3: free for most subscribers
1: the man himself ricochet how are you i'm
4: doing great doing great actually today's been great it's been great yeah all right good i mean it's It's a little early but it's great for me so
1: what's it like now because you know we if a lot of the performers and the wrestlers that sam and i have spoken to we talk about the journey yeah you've had a journey you know talk about that now where you're on tv every week you're getting recognized. You're a star. You're doing interviews. You're doing TV appearances. What's it like to be, you know, a spectator at a WrestleMania to now being a part of being a part of WrestleMania, being a part of SummerSlam?
4: Uh, I mean, the journey is really what it's all about. That's what everyone always says. It's about the journey, not the, you know, what I mean, not the finish. You know, that's what everyone always says, and really, they're they're right. It's about the journey. It's about getting to where you want to go and how how you get there. And I mean, for me, the journeys, I mean, it's 20 years now, the journey has been going, it's uh, only five of it now have been, I can think going on six it has it's been here in the WWE. But even that's a journey in itself going from NXT to the main roster. And then like the pandemic and then everything, it's, it's actually been, it's been crazy, but I've enjoyed the whole thing. I, um, I've not been one to be afraid to like work. I've not been one to be afraid to like, Start from literally the bottom and work to get to where I need to go. That's kind of been everywhere I've 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 gone, whether it's overseas in Japan or on the Indies or like whatever. I feel like Ricochet's kind of started at the bottom everywhere because of just I don't know it's my size or my stature or my look or whatever it is, but I've always had to start from the bottom and work my way up to get to be somebody. But usually, like pretty quickly, like Ricochet started at the bottom, but pretty quickly, like he's been the top guy of almost every company he's been to, you know what I mean? And that's in America or overseas, you know, whatever. So the journey for me is, is kind of the, the, the happy process I like. I like to prove people wrong. I like to go out there and show what I can do and have a little chip on my shoulder and, you know, just, I don't know, eat away at that chip until everyone, you know, has sufficed. But I think the journey has been awesome and it's still continuing. That's the thing, like, I wanna be here for a long, long time so the the journey's not even halfway over. So that's one of the best parts.
2: I love the chip on your shoulder too and your like ability to just be ready for any and all opportunity, you have right? To. Because I think the, the the big accomplishment for like you and SummerSlam and what's going on right now that I think it's an even bigger accomplishment that people are taking it for granted. Yeah. Is that you got thrown into a massive spot, right? Yeah. You got Logan Paul, who say what you want about him. Roman. Yeah. Seth. Yeah. Ricochet. Like, and it's not, and, they're, they're, and it's, we got, we're staying up here. Yeah. So that means that your responsibility is to go like, okay, we're going to give you an opportunity to show the world yeah. that that's the level that you're on. And for me watching and like observing the way the fans respond, there hasn't been one moment that anybody doubted that that's the level that you're on. Yeah. And I feel like that's such an accomplishment for somebody that, like you said, every bit of Thank that you. status has been earned. Thank you. You yeah. know? No, is, that, is, is, that, is that something that you're cognizant of? Like, that, okay, like this Logan Paul story is the one that right now I'm going to kind of show everybody that I'm capable of of being here.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of the 1st time. times—I mean— I've had the thing with AJ at, I mean, SummerSlam. Me and AJ had our thing. Yep. Um, Obviously, me and um, Samoa Joe with the United States, that was like stomping grounds or something. Like, I've I've had opportunities for sure. The
2: build to the Brock match, I should say. Yeah, I've
4: had opportunities, absolutely. But I think, like you said, this is, you know, as far as press and eyes and everything goes, this probably is the biggest match I've had so far in the WWE. I mean, just, again, the audience he brings... The audience that the WWE has, like all together, I, you know, the the, summer being on SummerSlam, I think this probably is the biggest match I, I've I've had so far. And like you said, I think it, it kind of just happened, not randomly, but like, it was just thrown into this this the spotlight out of nowhere. Kind of, going for the past like three years that I've been here to now. You know what I mean? Like, it, it definitely like gives you a little. I don't want to say a chip on your shoulder again, but it definitely gives you a little, I don't know, something that you want to prove people wrong and you want to show them because after doing it for so long at the same time, this is 20 years I've been doing it for so long, you just want to, you want to continue to do it and you want to continue to grow and yes. you want to continue to evolve and can just continue. You don't want to get stuck. So like that's kind of where my frustrations come in because I just always have goals I want to hit. It's never like one huge, you know, like, Ash Ketchum wanted to be Pokemon, the master trainer, you know. Yeah. He had one goal, and he said, you know, mine's like little goals. Do it. Goal, do it. Goal, do it. Goal, do it. You know, I've always kind of been goal-oriented that way. And then so after so long of, like, not really having that goal, like, now I have a goal. And like you said, it's to show the world kind of what a lot of the world's already known. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes show the rest of the world what Ricochet can do and why he belongs in this spotlight.
1: The one thing that I think it's the first time that we've been able to see it, and I don't even think we fully have seen it yet. Obviously, we know what a great wrestler you are, what a great athlete you are, what a great performer you are, dynamic. You do things in the ring that very few people, if any, can do. Yeah, try. (laughs) <laughs> the one thing, though, that I don't think we've seen until now is that other side of your personality and your yeah, character, the pissed-off, angry side. Yeah, right. Absolutely. This is probably the first time, at least in a WWE circumstance, where it's like, dude, you're an asshole. And, you're at, you're, you're, and, and you just said something about Samantha. Like, yeah. like, this is probably the first opportunity where you've had that right, chance. This, this
2: isn't like an athletic, I'm going to have to beat your ass now. Yeah, yeah like yeah, this I mean, is yeah. where, yeah. like, and I
1: almost <laughs> feel like I want to see even more of that. Come Saturday at Summer Sam because, and Sam, you're right. Like, like when I see Ricochet, obviously the ultimate baby face, always has a smile on his face. But now here's the opportunity to be like, yeah, this is this, just this is wrong, right. and what you're saying is wrong. Do you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean.
4: Rickish, as far as, as like, my my goal is to always entertain the audience and give them a reason to smile. I would like to give them a reason to have fun, a reason to smile, a reason to go home and be happy with what they did. And that's that's another reason why I'm kind of always smiling. I like to smile because if I'm smiling, then I know some kid out there is going to know that everything's okay, everything's going to be all right, you know what I mean? And, uh, but even, you know, sometimes emotions get the best of you, and obviously he's, like, saying stuff and, like, Instantly, as soon as he like says Samantha, like my blood starts boiling, and it's, it's it's hard to, it's hard to, ignore those emotions, especially in a in a moment like that. But I th- again, I think that's something that needs to be shown. I think th- those layers need to be peeled back a little bit. Those layers need to be shown for the fans more. They have to be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you said, we know I can go out there and give you guys match of the night, probably every single night. Um, but without being able to talk about why I'm doing it, talk about why I'm still wrestling. Why am I out here smiling for you guys? Why am I out here performing for you guys? Why do I still walk through that curtain every single time with a smile on my face? So being able to explain why my actions, I think, is really helping them connect with Ricochet, I, you
1: know sure. what Absolutely. i never thought of that because when i'm when i'm watching it i'm thinking of it one way but you just hit the nail on the head and i was like wow it really made me open my eyes where it's like hey there could be somebody in that audience maybe it is a young kid that's going through a tough time maybe that person's being bullied at school and hey you know what you can persevere you can do it with a smile on your face Absolutely. and you could be the better person i love that answer Absolutely. thank you no and that's
4: we did a uh Boys and Girls Club yesterday with Special Olympics and uh, we did a whole thing yesterday and it was about like heroes and like what are traits it takes to be a hero and the kids got to answer a little bit and I got to tell them I think for me it's to inspire to inspire someone whether that's to inspire them to smile or to inspire them to do better in school or at work or strive harder in your football team or whatever that is like to inspire them to do better so if I can inspire like again one kid out there if I can inspire one person out there when I walk through that curtain and I'm smiling or I'm doing a flip or anything, if I can inspire them to to go on life and to do better, like that's the goal for that's the main goal for Ricochet. Obviously, I'm I'm going to be champion. I'm going to win awards. I'm going to I'm going to do all that stuff. But like my main goal is to inspire people to get out there and to just to to be the best person that they can be, because I feel like that's what Ricochet that's what his goal is in life is to inspire again because he's not the biggest guy he's not the strongest guy sometimes now with like you have a lot of like Nathan Frazier and like Wesley you have a lot of guys in there yeah. so Ricochet might not even be the fastest guy anymore <laughs> but like he's definitely going to go out there and he's going to try to inspire everybody they can to do the, the, the best job possible and, and to strive and just get through those hard times
2: and I think that like the 20 years that you've put in is all added to it and it's all especially that's why i I think that this story resonates so much with like like as a heart like as a wrestling fan yeah the idea that the undercurrent of this story is that that's what you're fighting for professional wrestling that you're like no you can't just walk in and just do this and get every opportunity handed to you like you are ricochet is now going like no 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 like I've I've had and honestly to-
4: and honestly it's not even that he's just walking in and getting the opportunities right. It's when you're going on your podcast and you're talking about me. You yes, on your podcast and yes. you're talking about this or that. And it's like bro, like I don't ca- I I personally don't care. I have I have zero emotions towards him coming in and getting opportunities because he's had to work hard at something to get to the status that WWE wants to bring them in. Like, you can't say that about Hugh Jackman or Stephen Amell. When they come in, you're going to be like, oh, Hugh Jackman just coming in. No, because he's done something to yeah. get the status, right? So, like, that, I don't care about that. It's when you on your own time are talking about this business and this sport and me, like, I don't
2: like that. Like Respect the business. Yeah, respect yeah. the
4: business. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're here, like, I get your you're training, you're doing all that stuff, which is great. That's what we want to see. But, like, you talking bad about it, Doc, like, that's, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? I've put, we've, a lot of us have put years in to get to this. And I'm, it's grateful that you get to come in and do it. But, like, you're going to respect it for sure. Absolutely, Doc. Right.
1: Well, Ricochet, I can't wait for the match. It's one of the big marquee matchups at SummerSlam. We're going to have a big crowd out there. And appreciate you taking the time. And I know it's a busy day for you. But thank Absolutely. you for taking the time no, today and you talking to us. This is
4: great. Thank you guys so much. It's awesome.
1: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Open Trial to start your free trial today.